Yes, I think you. Hello. He arrived early this evening. John Doe apparently just dropped dead. No record of any damage. It's almost perfect. Why almost? Could it be heart damage? Just find another one. No, we do not have time. All we need tonight is a specific conscious reaction. He's been dead for hours. Any evidence of reanimated consciousness will justify proceeding. Start the recorder. Start the damn recorder. They thought they made a horror show. Stirred a curse Be down below Nothing that they had built It began To feel One hundred Forever now They must spin The wheel This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, where horror lovers and horror haters come together for insights, insults, and information overload. Here's your horror-loving host, Daniel. Hello, hello. His horror-hating cousin, Nathan. What's up, bitches? Andrew, the intern. Hello. Marissa. Hello again. And Caruso. Tonight we watched Reanimator. Ooh. Yeah. 1985's cult classic Reanimator. And? Uh, and Daniel, I think Wilter's being a little rude. Maybe you might want to talk to him. We also have Chelsea with us tonight, who he didn't even bother to introduce. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Wilter. Yes. For fuck's sakes. We have a true surprise, sixth guest, sixth, unprecedented sixth guest for tonight's show for Reanimator, Chelsea. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> so I didn't... Round table. Quite the round table. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of voices piping in tonight, and a good one to pipe in on. Oh, yeah. I was actually... Uh, Nathan, a little bit interested in how you guys might react to this one because to me, Reanimator falls in this particular little subgenre where it is from the surface as goofy as something as Night of the Demons 2, but it's not. It is truly great on its own separately for many other reasons. So I wasn't sure how you guys would react tonight. What's the overall consensus here on, Real- on Reanimator? Everyone just. Stop it, Dan. Stop it. Dan. Stop. Dan. 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 No, this is a new thing. It's my nightmare. It's a new thing. Your nightmare has come true. Um, Here, well, why don't we toss it around? Uh, In turn, I think you firmly got Reanimator's throbbing member inside of your oral cavity, do you not? Yeah, I was jumping back and forth and back and forth, and I believe I landed on a negative three. Ooh, wow. Uh-huh. Wow. It's, it's, that's where I'm at. It's, <laughs> I, I like it. I can respect that. I, I like it right right there. Right yeah. there. I could see that. Yeah. I can I get that. Mm-hmm. How are other people feeling? Chelsea? So this is a cult classic? 
<laughs> I don't like your tone already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a negative one. All right, so, so there's some merit. Scale. See if you can convince me. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> See what we could do. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going minus two. Minus That's two. up the whole negative scale between the three of us. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally, some diverse ratings. Um, I feel weird, though, because Night of the Demons 2 was also given a minus two by me, and I feel that Reanimator was a stronger minus two than Night of the Demons 2 is. Well, I actually have something to say on okay. that, but let's go this direction first. Marissa? Uh, three. A three? A positive like a three? three? Yeah. A positive wow. three. Wow. And Caruso. <laughs> Solid fucking three. Solid. See, here, this is great. I'm glad that they brought this up. That means this is the same issue that I had with this movie. And Nathan, you kind of touched on it and they confirmed it. Is that you gave it a negative two, but your brain was like, wait, I gave this other movie a negative two as well. But I feel like this is different somehow. That's the same problem I have. Does this fall on the positive end of the scale or on the negative end of the scale? Or is there something wrong with the scale itself? Ooh. Whoa. Does the scale need to be amended? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. I, I like think that Nathan the thought has is a problem with, yeah. with one specific thing on the scale. Mm. I don't like the masterpiece of shit. I don't think the word shit should be used. I think it should. It, I think it's degrading. Yes, that that is actually that that's <clears throat> that is a train of thought that I went through when I was considering this issue of where I was going to flop on the positive negative scale for this movie was that I wanted to give it something above a negative 2, but I didn't consider it a masterpiece of shit, more just its own negative masterpiece. So you might be right, Nathan. There might be something to that. We might need to change that. Can't you just call it a bad masterpiece or a, or a, a terrible masterpiece? A badsterpiece. A bastard piece, yes. A bastard piece. A bastard piece. A bastard piece. Damn. Okay. There we go. We brainstormed our way into it. (laughs) We got there. That happened live. Dan, stop it. Dan. (laughs) Dan. (laughs) Dan. My fucking nightmare. (laughs) Just what's what's worse, Dan or Danny? Dan. Okay. Dan, I don't like it. Dan, I don't like that. Don't. Uh, Don't, Dan. Okay. Dr. Dan. (laughs) This whole podcast, buddy. Daniel's going to kill people by the end of this. No. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Text messages. I have a reagent. I'm sure that I will. But look at that. Look at the varied answers that we've given. And I, because I think, I'm still left to to decide. I think I'm going to have to go two. Okay. I think I'm going positive two on this. And uh, where we fall by the end may actually change this time around. Because I feel like some heavy discussion on this movie might change some minds a little bit. Are you at like a rounded up to or a rounded down to? I'm constantly changing. Okay. The more I watched Reanimator, the more I liked it. So I'm, I'm wondering where I'm going to go with this. This is going to be an interesting ride for me. I'm going to like be having both my hands on your guys' shoulders the whole time through this thing. (laughs) Like water wingies or something. (laughs) We'll teach you how to fly, baby bird. Don't you worry. No, I mean, I can understand why this would... I mean, I could see why people would hate this movie. Why, you know, potentially somebody could give it a zero. I just happen to fucking love this movie so much. There are are a lot of things that go right. And this movie didn't make much money. 
it it doubled its its what it put in. It put in about a million and made about two million, mm-hmm. but it was critically acclaimed. People liked it from the get go. Mm-hmm. What kind of release did it get? Uh, it was a reasonably wide theatrical release, wide enough for there to be many reviews from major critics online, including Roger Ebert, that gave it three out of four stars. Wow. And he found it refreshing and enjoyable. Hell yeah. And uh, he liked the dry sense of humor that plays throughout. I could see him giving it a two. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're in good company, Daniel. That's right. I think that's where I'm falling on this. And then uh, also high ratings in our two go-to places, IMDb. Gave it a 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes, 94%. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of love to be had for Reanimator. And I was sort of wondering who was going to be the contrarian. Well, I mean. In turn, you failed me again. Um, I feel like that whole half just likes it in a different way than this half does. You know what I mean? Which, and like I said, I understand every like angle you could come at it from and why you could potentially think it's shit, but... So, the negative scale, you know. though, that's the problem with just the wording. Because the more negative it gets, the better it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like right. the positive side. So, it's yeah. not like I'm shitting on this movie because... I'm, I'm not shitting on this movie by saying it's a negative three. I'm celebrating this movie because it's a negative three. Right, yeah, right. I'm just sure. saying, like, you, we both see it in that light to where we, we celebrate it to that extent, but just in a different way. We see it in a different way, or at least uh, love it a different way. You yeah, I think I mean? our scores are, yeah. I think we have a slightly different I, perspective, but we're arriving at the same place. And I could yeah. be biased just because I love it so much. So, I mean, there's always it, that. I personally feel that the positive scale is reserved for things like The Exorcist or um, high, you know, high critical acclaim. The Godfather. The Godfather, <laughs> sure. Yeah, The Godfather, I'd say, is a positive three. Yeah. So this, for Reanimator to be on par or in the same room as The Godfather or The Exorcist is... Not well, true. Well, it's yeah, it bothers me a little bit. Well, so, well, since this is like horror podcast, to me, this movie, since in this genre, to me, this movie is up there as if it was, you know, Godfather, Lawrence of Arabia, Raging Bull kind of thing. <laughs> it, it would, it's up. It, it's my second favorite horror movie. Yeah, this will be this will be an interesting one because we could flop back and forth from the positive to the negative. Um, because it's it is a good point. Does it? Should it be in the same room as The Exorcist? And yeah, that's why I say this falls into a weird subgenre because there are movies like Reanimator and Dead Alive and movies of that ilk that have a story. They hit all the right like horror genre tropes and markers and tags, and they're trying to do something. And even though it is cheesy and looks like other cheesy movies, it is separate somehow it's not a slasher it's not just about killing everyone even though they look like it is on the surface maybe we'll get into that now there's something special about these movies like reanimator in that they're adaptations of lovecraft stories yeah and the director of this Stuart gordon has a hard-on for lovecraft and all most of the movies in his filmography have are adaptations of lovecraft stories and he, much like Scorsese and DiCaprio, he has his little stable of actors that he likes to go to, of which are Jeffrey Combs, uh, Barbara Crampton. Okay, no, I have to stop you. <laughs> We're not comparing 
Scorsese and DiCaprio <laughs> to this guy <laughs> to just, to Gordon and, and Combs. Just just the situation. Yeah. We can all get along at minus two <laughs> or minus three. I will go to minus three if everyone comes with me. <laughs> oh. I'm not coming. Oh, he's negotiating. <laughs> I don't understand. That, that's 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 okay. <gasps> Nathan, I know you've been you've been comfortable lately in like how you've grown oh. into the horror genre and you've started to feel like you're starting to get things. This is the next level up in your education. There is yeah there's has anybody seen from beyond no. uh no mm-hmm. robot jocks no we, we have it, it but we haven't watched it yet i'm s- i really a small want to. child i watched robot jocks yes that's Stuart gordon as well yeah. castle freak yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a definite three <laughs> <laughs> i mean he, he has he has a very this is a person that you should know if you're like a horror fan you should know who Stuart gordon is he makes these very bizarre great low budget movies where everyone's taking it just the right amount of seriously and is he's a lot of fun and these are his guys combs crampton uh the dr hill the dean um nathan hello <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you is everyone there uh if anyone else has anything to say about how they feel before we dive deep into this uh, i'm ready to go and Stop it. (laughs) (sighs) Reanimator. This is the jam. It is. And this... The music in these kind of horror movies is something that I love because it's stock cheese, but it plays, like, so perfectly into what's happening. Yeah, the music, I think, really helped make this movie, because at this time, it was 1985, everybody's doing their, starting to do, like, electronica, drum machine stuff, but it's, it's like the psycho theme, but just with the drums. He kept it old school enough to where it had that creepy feel. There's, you know, older movies like invasion of the body snatchers where it's not really that scary but the music just it'll put you on edge the entire movie and i think this really helped Mm -hmm. and chelsea maybe we should go 88 miles an hour back to 1985 as long as it's in your delorean (laughs) special don't need money (laughs) don't need fame don't need no credit card ride this train <laughs> twenty five is also the year of Back to the Future, one of the greatest movies ever made. A true three, a Indeed. real three. for sure. Yeah, a three, absolutely, absolutely. Chelsea, do you remember how this movie starts? Uh, with them, um, or with Doctor Death, whoever that kid is, reanimating someone but overdosing him, and his eyes bleed out of his head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one minute Twitter. and thirty eight seconds into the movie. You already get eyes busted out of your skull. That's fantastic. Was it the uh, the Universitat Zurich Institute for Medicine? <laughs> Doctor Gruber, Doctor Gruber, Hans Gruber. <laughs> That's right. We get introduced to Combs immediately, or as we learn, Herbert West. Yeah. Yeah, West. 
that's all we're describing him throughout this whole podcast. Yeah, and yeah. what is what are your guys' opinions on Combs? I find him like so watchable, and I'm surprised that there's not a comedian out there that doesn't have a Jeffrey Combs impression. Charming. Yeah. He yeah. might be the love of my life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you like him, Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Fantastic performance. The movie doesn't even get close to a minus two without him. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I don't know how to explain Combs. He's on the level. He's like in that weird realm of guys like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. B movie superstar. Where they just, they just love it so much, and everything around them is shit. But they're like, I'll carry it along with me. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they are the king of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and why not? And yeah, he's made he's. He's made a serum. He says that he hasn't killed him. He's actually brought him back to life. And uh, throughout the rest of this movie, that serum is the serumiest of serums that ever serumed in a movie about serums. Serumly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it has that perfect neon glow. Forever when I think about Reanimator, I will think about neon green always. They branded it. Yeah. You love the reagent. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The reagent, something that as a kid I read as regent in books <laughs> until one day I heard someone say it out loud and felt like an idiot. <laughs> and brilliant at the same damn time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, um, that whole opening scene, I mean, it brings up the question, whose idea was it to like bring him back to life? Did Dr. Gruber, I mean, like Kevorkian himself and told... Uh, West to you know shoot him up with the stuff to bring him back to life maybe that was their final experiment together because mm-hmm. later on West says I learned all that I could learn from there that's why he came to the states from Switzerland so maybe that was like the final test he realized the effect that it had and then he just brought it to the states to try to you know work on it a little bit more yeah he's also I would say it's probably he's a little sketch with the law oh yeah, uh, yeah. In, in Zurich <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah Johnny Law wants him they got it out for him and I mean that, and he never, I mean, I guess got charged for anything, charged for murder, charged for conspiracy, since I guess they were planning out, you know, the whole experiment. I guess not. He could be on the run, because once he gets to the States, there's lots of him, like, thanking the Dean oh, yeah. for really doing a favor for him. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. He doesn't give a shit about anything except the work. <laughs> mm, a dedicated yep. man. He is dedicated. He challenges everyone. Who doesn't push the envelope so that's what he's doing he's pushing the envelope oh, in switzerland yeah. let's be honest they don't push nothing no they're neutral and yeah. he's forging a new path Fucking assholes he had to get out <laughs> there's no way he could progress there There's nothing left he could learn nothing yeah nothing left to learn <laughs> because the person that was teaching him died i didn't kill him i gave him life that's yeah. right then we get a nice animated intro and then we're introduced to dan Dan. Dan. Dan Kane. Nurse, surgical assistant. And very persistent. And persistent. Will not let the topless large lady die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That was a big lady. Yeah. Yep, and she was very dead. Technically our first boobs. Yeah, for oh. sure. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> Aren't those the kind you want to see the first time? Uh, they make the rest of the boobs better. Better ones later. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You gotta go through some rainy days to enjoy the sunny ones, right? Absolutely. 
and he won't give up and there's that elderly doctor that's like really compassionate towards him like he always does this he's always there after everyone has turned the lights off and left and he's still just pumping away on some corpse (laughs) yeah oh context Mm -hmm. but he has to go and take it downstairs and drop it off at the morgue and we get to meet our security guard don't know why they keep locked doors around here nobody wants in and ain't nobody getting out nobody so later (laughs) what was his name no idea okay (laughs) black man number one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and more than is he staring at a porn magazine at one point in the movie probably i feel like he is boudoir boudoir yeah he he said he was gonna go get some coffee but he said it like that to Mm -hmm. where it sounded like a beach yep he's got a secretary from upstairs to go meet (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna bring the magazine to the washroom spend some quality time with himself yeah he was going to yeah i thought that was very clear that he was going to the bathroom to to jerk off yeah oh i, I mean Ugh. gross <laughs> <laughs> that's fan- that's fantastic that needs to be used more <laughs> okay and then what who's who's in the morgue with him it's dan and his dr hill, hill. yes yeah dr hill is in there and, and then in bus dean with Herbert West and everyone gets a chance to meet each other and Herbert West is a wonderful, wonderful prick. (laughs) It was uh, the introduction of the laser drill. When uh, Dan came in, he was drilling into that dude's, that corpse's head. Oh, the famous laser drill. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dr. Hill's call to fame. (laughs) That was all of that work. I felt all the shots in the morgue, like around the hallways and in the hallways of the hospital, and then at Dan and Herbert's house was very Kubrick. Really loved shooting down long hallways, tracking shots, following people down long hallways, just getting that, I mean, droning feel, but for whatever space they could. Mm, Kubrickian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. There was long shots that, you know, I mean, were probably like, what, 60 to 80 seconds long, just going down the hallways, and I really love that. Mm-hmm. quality of this filmmaking did not breach Kubrick levels oh, I wouldn't put them on the same level at all but I you know I, same idea yeah I like those those shots where it actually like you get a full on idea of where you are because you know we're only going to be spending time in so many settings that you really get the full feel for the place I like when Herbert West and Dr. Hill meet each other for the first time uh, Mr. West this is our eminent brain researcher and grant machine, Dr. Carl Hill. I know your work, Dr. Hill, quite well. Your theory on the location of the will and the brain is interesting. <laughs> Though derivative of Dr. Gruber's research in the early 70s. So derivative, in fact, that in Europe it's considered plagiarized. And your support of the 12-minute limit on the life of the brainstem after death. Six to 12 minutes, Mr. Uh... West. Herbert West. (laughs) Frankly, Dr. Uh, Hill, (laughs) your work on brain death is outdated. Sam. Barracuda. Guns blazing. No, you do not sit. You don't talk that way to a grant machine. That is not the way you do that. How else is he getting here? Holy shit. Didn't he get here from the grant? He doesn't care, Andrew. He's about forward progress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's not a politician. Yeah. This is he's this a scientist, is the damn it. Red flag for later. This is the beginning of the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Lines are being drawn. Rudeness to the Grant machine. Overstepped himself. No, this this guy, I, I put him up there, greatest assholes in cinema history. It's Commodus from Gladiator, Juror number three from 12 Angry Men, and fucking Dr. Hill from this movie. <laughs> They're just the top three just fuckboys of all time. And that wig. Oh, immaculate. Yeah. Tell me what you've been doing. Busy little bee. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? No, that's not. That's not Commodus. No, I know. That's Gladi. Uh, that, that's that's Maximus. Iridius. Decimus Meridius. Decimus. <laughs> what we do in life. Echoes in eternity. There you go. Anyway, Gladiator, great movie. Reanimator, though, also yeah, pretty Gladiator, fun. Probably close to a three. Probably. Yeah, I would oh, yeah. say so. Yeah, Wouldn't really sure. put Reanimator in the same arena. Hey, Gladiator, Reanimator. A negative yeah. side, though. Destiny. Yes, absolutely. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Gladiator is so bad, it's hilarious. <laughs> totally <What>? a minus two. <laughs> Wait, now, now we get to meet Meg. Oh, Meg. Meg. Barbara right. Crampton. Immediately when the scene starts, note the Talking Heads poster. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. You mean our very confusing transition scene? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Yes. Oh, please. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a tickle party. That's how every time sex happens, that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Except for you, you never get to the yes part, though, right, Andrew? What? (laughs) Son of a bitch! Wow! Shots fired, man down. That was a minus. That was a minus three. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a zero. That was that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. Oh, it's okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll get my comeuppance at a at another time. Oh, okay. Never gonna win another Trailer Park episode again. Daniel just fucked himself. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. He's going to fuck something. Exactly. <laughs> Dang. It's getting personal. Wow. We soon, soon we will be able to completely communicate in sound clips. <laughs> <laughs> and people won't even know what's what. Uh, I don't know if we've been on the show long enough to get in on that. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's many deep, deep levels. <laughs> But Dan, um, Dan needs a roommate. Or sorry, Daniel. Yeah. What what clip happens after the one that you just played? That is when we. Dan. What does what does Meg say Dan? to Dan? Dan. Play? What? Dan. Oh stop! Stop it, Dan. Dan. I don't like that. <laughs> Dan. Did you did you man- manage to pull a clip of that? No, I don't have that one in particular. Oh, let me help no. you out. Dan, stop! No! <laughs> Dan, stop oh, it! Oh my! Yeah, I don't like that. No! Oh, no. There you go, Doctor Dan. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Dan, Dan needs a roommate. Does he ever? He's posted up at the community board at the university 
Uh, we get introduced to Meg. We cut over to them having sex with each other. She just like ups and outs out of that place as soon as they're done. Rufus the cat makes its first intro. Mm-hmm. Rufus yeah, interrupts. There's more foreshadowing. Yep. That cat jumps on a back even. Yeah. yeah, sexy naked back. But I, I just want that yeah. noted. Like he's being like, "Oh, why do you have to leave?" And she, as soon as he's like, "Ugh," she's like, "Okay, I gotta get home." All right, <laughs> enough of this playing around. I got so shit to do. I'm a doctor, and you are successful. You can continue to have me. Right, a little bit of Shirley in there, <laughs> right? an ultimatum. I can't believe I let you touch my boobs. She was the housebreaker. Uh huh. Uh huh. Everyone needs a little housebreaking. Interesting. <laughs> Damn, Especially that cat. you're cute, but you need to be a successful doctor to keep plowing into me. <laughs> Great. Dan? That's right. But then, here comes Herbert West, knocking at the door, making a ruckus. Startling them. That's right. He's there to see about this room that's available to uh, rent. On the ad, it said, uh, keeps quiet and keeps regular hours. And just in a couple scenes, you already have Meg complaining that she never sees him. When does he eat? Like, she should give a shit about him. Like, he's doing exactly what he was told to do. Mm -hmm. And she just starts coming at him. He just seems a little off, doesn't he? Very much so. West West seems off. Wouldn't you be concerned? A little bit. This basement is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he doesn't really care all that much uh, for Meg whatsoever. I startled you. Yes, you did. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the solution to all problems is, though, is cash. And oh, uh, yeah. Dan gets a little cash and everything's okay. Yep. Just yep. disregard. I think this will be just fine. I have my things outside. Shall I move in now? Uh, look, I have to go. I think you and Mr. West have a lot to discuss before you decide anything. Oh, I've decided. Yeah, <laughs> he's decided. <laughs> the, ready to go. Just the finality of his statements. Actually, throughout the whole movie, that's one reason I love his character. He is just so convinced in everything he does and says. There's no black and white with West. Mm-mm. I mean, there's no gray with West. It's all. I don't know. I think just the pencil. Black and I, white. I think the the brain pencil breaking scene was was gray. Yeah. Um, is it great? Yeah. That like, wasn't like a, an attack? A mental no, attack? No, that was a childish stomp of the foot. He's just, um, mm-hmm. mm, I can't deal with this. Snap. Snap. Nervously <laughs> <laughs> breaking pencils in front of him. And it's supposed to mean this big thing. Oh, yeah. It's a, a yeah, real total. sign of disrespect. Yeah. I suggest yeah. you get a pen, Mr. West. Mm-hmm. The whole scene was not very clear. Not very three to me that scene <laughs> that's okay though okay all right i'm just you know yeah for sure I, I see you pointing it out and i i appreciate that you make the incision at the base of the skull cutting away enough of the fascia to get your fingers in you want to get rid of that fascia and then grasping mm. firmly with both hands you pull the skin forward over the head it's very much like peeling a large orange. <laughs> much like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that they, you know, they have it all there for you, though. They don't like, they don't shy away from that. When they peel the skin off of the skull, you get to see him peel the skin off of the skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes you happy, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Kind of like oh, a yeah. negative three. It is so satisfying. 
in some circles it would be yeah listening to that clip is almost worse than watching it (laughs) (laughs) do you get all those moist sounds chelsea you didn't watch it it came on the screen a minute ago because we're watching the movie in the background and she put her hands over her eyes and didn't refuse to watch it i didn't do that i don't know what he's talking about it's fine now where do we go from here um the uh, dinner scene where uh, Meg shows up at the table. Dean Halsey is eating lunch with Dr. Hill. They're talking about all the grants. And then she's like, oh, I got to go have a study date with Dan. And they're going to go do all that. And that's where Dr. Hill starts getting really creepy on Meg. Where he makes that toast to her once Dan gets there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Creep factor just shoots right up. Me this one right here. Why don't you study here? I'll, I'll have her home soon. Don't worry. Well then, one last toast. Mm-hmm. To make my esteemed colleagues, capable, beautiful, loving daughter. The obsession of all who fall under her spell. Yikes! As the yeah. dean, do you not turn to your friend and go, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, just on the low, dripping with grime. It's just sleazy. Do you say that to a grant machine? <laughs> oh, the dean knows his place. The dean needs money. Yeah. At school, and he's a grant machine. I'm pretty sure he's he's just only listening to what he wants to hear. Oh, Probably. yeah. For sure. I, I mean, of course. It's just still, though, man, Dan sat by and didn't say anything, and later on when they find out how creepy he really is it's like oh my god we never saw it coming well let's be clear about dan okay dan's a fucking pussy am i right yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah dan is a weak human being (laughs) being tossed around static character the straight man Uh, fodder for meg and west (laughs) to bounce over the over the tennis court net yeah, he is kind of. I, I think I used the word poon twice for him in my notes. Well, he's he's the Igor in this Frankenstein parody. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Actually, I didn't even make that connection until right when you said that. That's pathetic. Stop it, Dan. <laughs> Dan? Dan? <laughs> this movie <laughs> of uh, a Frankenstein knockoff. That's, I mean, that's that's what it is. It's a, it's a Frankenstein interpretation, and then this itself is an adaptation of that interpretation. Yeah. Totally three material. <laughs> just with a little minus style. in the front, well, baby. Parodies and adaptations of itself. Just a, with a little minus in front. Sorry, it's going to be a big fight because we're so we're the you know the line's been drawn. Mm-hmm. But let's <laughs> let's get to the part. Let's get to the dead cat. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So it starts off with them getting frisky on the couch. And noticing the cat is missing. True. After uh, Meg goes off on all the dumb reasons she shouldn't hate West just for minding his own damn business. Mm -hmm. And then Rufus is scared of him. Where the hell is he anyway? And then starts making her annoying cat owner sounds. And God, yeah, yeah. That, that scene for me just sitting here watching this movie over and over, over again, pulling clips, that scene is like four minutes long. And that's yeah. just her walking around looking for the cat. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of that <laughs> yeah, yeah. to put up with. There is. And our cat was actually 
sitting right next to the TV. Yeah, and I started and, doing cat. Yeah, we started doing cat noises to her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was tripping out. Yeah, but eventually Meg stumbles into Wes's room and his oh. fridge is sloppily left open. It's left open. Yeah. Because you guys leave that. your fridge doors open, right? Yeah. All the time. That's a normal thing? Uh, I will say this. My freezer door will not, like, slowly close shut like the fridge door will. So I frequently forget that it's, like, a barely an inch still open. So I can understand this problem. It's happened once or twice to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't leave my fridge door open. That's Canadians don't have a problem with closing fridges. I also, I also have a bed in my bedroom. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't sleep much. Maybe bed. there's a cot in the lab. Yeah, that's that's how we rationalized it as well. He's up yeah. late working. He's got forward progress, right? He doesn't exactly. sleep. What is sleep? Yeah, he does the work. Yeah, there's no time to sleep. Right, but the best part is him trying to explain away why there's a dead cat in his fridge. You couldn't call or write a note. I was busy pushing bodies around, as you well know. And what would a note say, Dan? Cat dead. Details later. <laughs> details later. <laughs> best quote ever. Yeah. That's my favorite from the whole movie. That's a pretty good one. I got to go back to the fridge for a minute. <laughs> because, because the... Um, reanimation regent is also inside of that fridge. Regent. Think that West would just leave his prized formula that he's invented that is going to change the world and make him famous. Well, he thought he was renting a private room, right, Dan? It's a private room. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I frequently talking, leave my fridge ajar when I've got dead things in it too. In the so. jar. I'm talking <laughs> about the temperature of the regent. That doesn't matter. It works in all temperatures. Yeah, I was going to say, he kind of just carries it around like it's nothing. He's a scientist. He would care more about the regent's location and its temperature. I disagree. Mm. Okay. Well, either way, they get in sort of a pissing contest mm -hmm. <laughs> because Dan wants to rat him out and West kind of uses a little leverage against him. Uh, a little bit of this. Well, you may well be right. Are you sure you want to find out? He's going to use the fact that he's dating the dean's daughter against him. Mm -hmm. Which probably As wouldn't would. be that much what? leverage because he doesn't give a fuck about this old man wanting to fuck his daughter. So why would he care about this young man? <laughs> yeah, he just seems to not. He does. He does care about it. We'll find out later how much he cares about it. <laughs> not enough in my opinion. Yeah, there is inconsistencies with that character. <laughs> the it dean does sort of Dan. tarnish the... Uh, Final grading. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could go down to a minus two. <laughs> We're flopping back and forth in this minus area. <laughs> uh huh. I knew there'd be some flopping. And now we get some flopping around with a fake dead cat as Dan wakes up and hit two cats screeching. And makes yeah. his way, doesn't just make his way down to the basement to find out what's going on. He like falls through the door and down the stairs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just yeah. curls his ass into the basement. What the fuck I thought that? this scene was really cool actually. With the swinging light. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. that was awesome. It was really cool. And the cat is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that Daniel is known to hate with comedies, having fake animals. Yeah, that's actually that is actually oddly enough. I don't want to bring everyone down here, but yeah, it is that fake cat thing that sort of brings me, you know, to the two. 
Really? really? But Reanimator but so good. Reanimator has a hokiness to it and it owns that hokiness. Yeah, it, it plays well. That's why it's not offensive. Like it was it, that cat was perfectly fake. But I noticed, yeah. Yeah. When it comes flying at the screen, it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely funny. Yeah. Yeah, and when it's like when they have to when they have their like 5 minute long <laughs> basement battle with the cat as they just <laughs> randomly hit objects in the room. Yeah, and they're not <laughs> hitting the cat whatsoever. And randomly damage objects just bang. Ah, there it is. Ah. It. Improv. <laughs> and then oh, the cat lunges at Dan knocking him halfway across the room into the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan was upset about the cat dying and questioning him. But he really throws this like he wants it to die. Right? <laughs> yeah, his cat, and then and then it it kind of explodes and chunks up on stuff, the wall. Stuff stays on the wall. There's, yeah. there's multiple times in this movie where some where flesh is thrown at a wall and it leaves a part of itself behind. I okay. love it. Yeah, it's, it's believable. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just the the carnage of it all. I guess it's just so goofy. Everything's <laughs> just seems so like. I don't know, goopy and soft. Over the top. Yeah. Goop. Goopy and soft. Reanimator. Here's <laughs> That's the name of my autobiography coming out. But he has a chance here to finally prove to someone that his theories are correct. West and Dan are sitting with the cat, and he's like, well, you don't fucking believe me? Look, it's obviously dead. He shoots it up with a little bit of the neon green juice. The cat comes back to life. Dan has been convinced. He's a convert. Yep. Yep. And that gets him into nothing but trouble because he goes right to the dean and tries to convince the dean that he has just witnessed a miracle of science. Which I Grant don't gone. He's not here anymore. You're not here anymore. Stop it, Dan. Guys. Oh, Dan, stop it. Had it. <laughs> You're out of the school. I don't like that, Dan. He kicks, you know, he kicks he kicks Dan in the groin, basically. Strips him of his tuition or of his uh scholarship his loan yeah. money he got rid of his uh <coughs> yeah scholarship so he couldn't pay his loans anymore so he would have to drop himself out of school mm-hmm. which is even more fucked up yeah that's like the humiliating route and then he just without question just kicks west out of the school he's you know done with that favor we all saw that coming yeah oh yeah oh yeah so now they're renegades now when uh, West convinces Dan that they need to like do this experiment on a fucking person. Mm-hmm. Dan has to sneak him into the morgue. It seems and- like a good idea, though, right <laughs> after what happened with the cat. Let's just do it with humans. Yeah, the cat was terrifying. We both almost died. Let's go ahead and ramp this up. It works. It just works. That's all they needed to know. Put it, put it on people with, with thumbs. It's about forward progress, people. <laughs> It's exactly. about being famous. We don't have time for trials. They we have are... to document that it works. Otherwise, no one's going to take them seriously. With the recorder? With the recorder, With the recorder. right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 85. It's 1985. It's 85. They, don't have, they, had... they don't have video, right? Yes, they yeah. did. They filmed the movie. Nathan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make another Back to the Future joke as well. No, 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 no. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. (laughs) I I need a nuclear reaction to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity that I need. (laughs) There was a video. Yeah. A personal television studio. Of course, your president has to be an actor. He has to look good on television. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Sorry. It's 1985, okay? It's home. It's right. home. It's 1985, and we've arrived at our first... Uh, maybe not our first, but a true, legitimate reanimation. Yes. Right? They find the perfect corpse, the least amount John of damage, Doe. the freshest dough. You had a mm-hmm. cardiac infraction? Infarction? Infarction? <laughs> they went through, I think, six other bodies before they landed on that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they passed the meatball. <laughs> Here's yeah. your meatball. Yeah, there's a burn victim, that guy that got hit by a semi shotgun to the face, some body that was just rotten, a malpractice victim, and then the uh, the John Doe they settled on, they just said he dropped dead. And the only way it wouldn't work is if it was heart damage. That's right. And our first of many naked dudes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of man ass in this one. It does represent a lot of naked men. A lot of naked men, not a lot of penis. Mm-hmm. No, there's, there's some, there's some okay. swinging, there's some swinging dong. <laughs> there's glimpses. Don't oh. you worry about it. Were you watching the special edition Blu-ray version with the swinging <laughs> dong? Because I didn't get to see any uh, swinging dong. You were probably taking notes because I saw some swinging dong. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was some dong. <laughs> Interns yeah. always got an eye out for the dong. <laughs> Dan, stop it. Dan. Dan. Dan, stop. No. <laughs> Dan, stop oh, it. My. <laughs> it's a new day, Dan. Yeah, but their morgue experiment goes uh, instantly awry. Awry. Yeah, and they shot him up twice. They picked a pretty strong-looking man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Animate. Yeah, they dose him up once. It doesn't seem to be taking. They give him a double dose, and suddenly he's a monster. Yeah, he just yeah. loses it. Wakes up bleeding from the inside out. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> And just starts attacking everybody. The and- science wasn't explained very much here. Why some just automatically start puking blood and why others don't. Does any Can anyone explain that to me on, on a three level? It's... Uh- <laughs> It's, it's, through, it's through education. So the smarter you are, the more educated you are, the more that you can control the blood coming out of your mouth and not being able to talk. That's, Interesting theory. That's one take. I think, Chelsea, maybe Marissa, you agree with me on this, is that it's a, it's a dosage issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's this, done way too much dosage at the beginning and less at the end. This whole movie, he doesn't yeah. know what to do. He's like, do yeah, I do a whole needle, two doing. of them, half of one, a quarter? Who knows? And also they said because the body was dead for so long that it only uh, it <clears throat> reanimated its senses and instincts. It had already be- The body had been too far dead for it to get like full conscious reanimation. Like, uh, and and I would agree does. with that theory the most if it remained consistent between the Dean... Oh, yeah, there's inconsistencies, especially towards the end, all in this movie, but I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to do everybody. <laughs> the Dean is less smart than Dr. Hill, and uh, that's why That's Dr. why Hill. you're, oh, maybe it's a blend of both theories. Ah. Possibly. The level of intelligence and also the amount of time, and maybe the dosage can be thrown in as well. No, the I dosage, agree. the amount of time they've been dead, and then yeah. their intelligence level. These are the he's factors. Like, he's like, yeah, 15 cc's, sure. nothing's happening. Uh, 20 more cc's. 100. <laughs> yeah. I'll use this whole bottle of reagent. Yeah. This bottle, but the level of it is never going to really fluctuate that much. <laughs> I, I also like it because I think it's, he's finally getting to test it on people and we're kind of learning along with him. Like he 
has no idea what's going to happen, how much it takes, and we kind of just go with him on that. Mm -hmm. So, like, even the rules to him are very unclear at the moment. This is, you know, Brave New Land. Yeah, and he's quick to adapt. He is out the window, though. The what? Morality is out the window. Oh, the yeah. frontier. <laughs> Sociopath, right? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. He's okay. so up his own ass. Well, they're on the threshold of infinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He could live forever with this reagent. <clears throat> he does learn with the second victim or the second time they reanimate a human, he straps him down. Yeah. Or, yeah. Tries to. Wait, am I saying it wrong when I say regent? It's reagent. That's what they call it. Oh, what did I call it? He calls it a reagent in the movie. <laughs> but he he over enunciates everything in the movie. Yeah, that's what he does. That's it's cool. His thing. <gasps> yes. He created it. It is beautiful. It is a reagent. <laughs> more of this reagent. Yes, he talks kind of like a robot. You're right. <laughs> right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Now we're all talking in weird accents. Swiss Switzerland. But it is reagent, not regent. Dr. Guber. Gruber. Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Hans. And there's, Hans. But their little experiment uh, goes like really, really bad because they get this monster that's attacking them, trying to murder them, swinging that dong all over the place. Yeah. Then uh, the dean just stumbles in, right? Yeah. Well, he no, he doesn't stumble. He forces his way. Oh, yeah, he's there. He's pissed off. He's heard that they're still in the hospital, even though he's kicked them both out. He's going yeah. in there to lay down the law and uh, <laughs> just gets attacked. Yeah. Worse, I think the second, uh, there's bad timing throughout this entire movie. One of them being when Meg walks in on the dead cat or the cat's still alive in the basement. Mm -hmm. And then her dad, where she gets it from, walks in while they're doing shit in the morgue. And then later on, Meg's got like three more worse timing of you all mean, time. You mean like bad luck timing? Yeah, like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's like she just can't help but walk in on the completely wrong moment. Meg's got bad luck, and it comes in more than threes. <laughs> like fives and sixes. If, yeah. If yeah. Small step back. I just I want to say something about the cat. It died, and they brought it back to life, and then he brought it back to life again, and I was really hoping that there was it was going to come back to life seven times <laughs> well like he just keeps on doing it until it hits nine and he's like oh, i just seven, can't do it anymore yeah. seven more times <laughs> i'm out of reagent seven, I don't, I don't know. cats have, have seven lives. lives cats have nine, nine lives. lives so seven more there you mm. go i was trying Jesus. to help you out it didn't work out or if he brought it back seven more times just throughout the course of the movie just like in the background he's like oh and then shoots it up and then goes and does a scene and you just see it start twitching in the back that better be in the next two movies <laughs> a mush of flesh with hair sticking off of it at the end yeah. it shows yeah. it's still there yeah. yep. at the bottom okay it just drags its back mutilated half around <laughs> how do we feel about how this guy got killed with yeah. the little saw the bone the saw the back sticking yeah. through his Heart, right through chest. the spine. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was love it. Yeah. yeah, gets it in there. I love too when West explains to the cop what happened. <laughs> the he just thing. just lies it away. He's like, "Oh yeah, he used that weird device. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that weird thingy." Yeah, I'm basically a doctor. Never, never seen a bone saw before in my life. I just went mad, and then to clean up this mess, Doctor Hill comes in. He takes the dean under his care. 
Uh, he eventually lobotomizes him yep. because he's in this like crazed stupor because they've tried to, of course, like they do a hundred times this movie, West and Dan freak out that the Dean is dead. They try to bring him back to life. And now that he's under Dr. Hill's care, Dr. Hill is starting to understand that mm, he's not just crazy. I think he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Been brought back to life. Now, Dr. Hill comes sauntering into West's laboratory. And uh, he's being pretty cocky. And why is he being so cocky? Because he knows. Yeah. What does he know? He knows it that... It works. Yeah, that Dean Hansley's actually dead. Or and has died. Note, all good doctor's offices come with adjacent uh, white padded rooms. With, <laughs> oh. With a two-way mirror. For sure. <laughs> It's not. It's not a good regular scientist doctor's office. Not a psychologist doctor's office, but a regular neurosurgeon doctor's office normally comes with an adjacent padded room with a with a two sided mirror. Isn't that right? Yeah, you no. could, it, it's you, because he brings in all the money. That's why. Awesome. Grant Factory. Yeah, he's Grant Factory. Grant Factory. I, I, <laughs> he's taking. He's, he's taking promoted. <laughs> from machine to machines. <laughs> I th- I think it's just because he couldn't fit a human sized cage in his office. Mm. I think that's what it was. So that's where he planned on putting Meg. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was for her the whole time. Right. Yeah. Okay. He was gonna have to get some turpentine on her all dad's all- blood stains all over the wall. So what happened was he put the dean in there. He evaluated him from the other side of his two sided mirror. And a smile slowly appeared on his face as he realized what Mr. What, what Dr. West, West had achieved and then went to go confront him and blackmail him. Yeah. Yes. And then I pulled this clip uh, just for you, Nathan. You will do what I tell you to do. <laughs> I know how much you love being told what to do. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you will do. What I tell you to do. Dan, stop it. (laughs) Stop it, Dan. Uh But Wes doesn't like being told what to do either. He looks genuinely like he's scared in this scene, doesn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, when he first starts staring him down, he has like that real Dracula mummy kind of effect on him where he's just frozen. It looks like he starts tearing up. But the second... That Dr. Hill said, start talking shit about Dr. Gruber is when his whole demeanor changed to like, okay, you can come at me and terrify me, but that's that's my boy. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about my mentor like that. That's and my mentor, exactly. It yeah. seemed like he went from done being crying to like, okay, now I know I got to kill this dude. Yeah. Yep. And what does he kill him with? A shovel. Oh, shovel. Do you know what happened here, though? This is a moment for Daniel. The reason that he killed him, though, is because Dr. Hill is a thief. That's right. He's a weasel thief. And this is what happened to weasels. They get their heads chopped off with shovels. Yeah, they do. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where it kind of might go to a negative three. What? Why? Because it satisfies Daniel's request for what should happen to weasels? I'm strong minus two. You're not convincing me. This is... (laughs) 
great <laughs> gore factor coming in here. But yeah, is yeah. it creative enough to bring it up to a negative three? Well, I thought the be. bone saw through the chest was a better was kill good. than this one. But I, what thought, I thought the conversation this? between Dr. Hill and Meg with her, with her dad in the background, oh. uh, zombifying himself in, in the two-sided mirror behind them. Yeah, as he's trying to oh. creep on her. I thought that was mm. that was minus three material. He is so you're the convincing yourselves. This is great. Okay. Convincing <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> Continue. Weasels get what's coming to them. Go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would say this is a satisfying death, not because it's creative, not yeah, even because it's that. You just want him to die. You want him to die, and you know, as a person who has used a shovel, that when you like thunk the shovel into the dirt. That is a satisfying, like, stomp feeling. Yeah. So trying to imagine yourself doing that through someone's neck. Oh, it's like scissors through construction paper. Uh, yeah, when you get the nice, like, glide. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, this is a satisfying, like, primal <laughs> death moment. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea's right pretty now. creeped out right now because you all sound fucking I'm crazy. Glad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus Christ. That's over here in Canada. We don't like think about mm -mm. shoving shovels through people's necks no. and how it sounds and like the feeling of it. <laughs> We're like, well, oh, no, never. No. What? You guys I don't are. either. <laughs> yeah. No, and shovels don't make the sound kathunk ever. <laughs> <laughs> Different soil down there. In I think that's what it is, so yeah. It's difficult to chop someone's head off with a shovel. It's more like when it, when it hits the dirt, it goes... <laughs> there you go. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I give up. Yeah. I, okay. I feel like it would do a lot of damage, but it would just be like you'd have to hack away at it. It would be blunt damage. You'd have to hop onto the edges of that spade. Oh, yeah. yeah. The shovel hop. <laughs> yeah, the shovel yeah. hop, exactly. Is a spade shovel what's being used here? Or uh, is it a straight edge shovel? No, it's, it's a straight, straight edge, edge shovel. shovel. Yeah. yeah, that would be the worst. If while he was cutting his head off, he got a couple bad splinters, and that just fucked with him the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. I think I think a spade <laughs> shovel you would get through it pretty pretty good. Like yeah, it's got that tip on it. Yeah, yeah. it's got that tip. Yeah. I think the best part about this death is the result. <laughs> yeah. So Jeffrey Combs, uh, he's now in. Let's squirt this neon green liquid into everything that I can. He's a total yeah. sociopath. He is a things, scientist. Bring them back to life. He's like yes. a dog. He just humps everything he sees. Yeah, with Progress. green liquid syringes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wants to... He has never tried it before. He's tried it on a full body. He's tried it on a cat. He's tried it on his ex-mentor. Progress. But he's never tried it on a headless corpse. Both the head and the headless corpse. Yeah. He ejects them both. Apparently, it can be squirted into a heart as well. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, didn't yeah. know that until now. And that was probably the freshest, cleanest kill that he was able to reanimate after mm -hmm. his uh, kappa got detated. Yes, exactly. Love that scene where he's trying to stand the head up. Yeah, and yeah. it's falling over. And so he grabs the, that thing. The ticket spike, it just sticks it on there. Yeah, I thought that was great. I really enjoy how um, Dr. Hill can talk without lungs. Yeah, oh, yeah. right? Of Sounds course. And he mm -hmm. breathes. This is where the science gets really strong. But the but the blood bubbles <laughs> yes. when yeah. he's bubble. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's got to be some kind of suction. Yeah. A little Something's hotel pan. Looks like I'm back to a minus two. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Why? This isn't realistic enough for you? <laughs> yeah. 
I love I love how he jumps right on board with being able to control his body from a distance. He seems oh, yeah. to just really <laughs> really get that right he's off. He's got right that off. willpower down. Oh yeah, uh, the willpower is amazing. Um, uh, after the kill, uh, this is where Dan goes to the office with. Is her name Meg? Yeah. Yes. With Meg, and they find the file on Meg. Yep. They find yeah. the file. With her hair. Ooh. Documents. Mm-hmm. This is where they find out that Doctor Hill is fucked. Napkins, pieces he of clothing. Doctor crazy. Mm-hmm. Carl. Please, Doctor. Please let me talk to him. No. I must insist you leave his treatment up to me. I want you to think of me as someone you can come to with your problems. Mmm. Yeah. Or if you're ever lonely. Oh, so lonely. If you're lonely, Meg, I'm here with a padded room. I know you're all by yourself now. Mm-hmm. That's what he's been thinking about in his office every day, cutting out little articles, rubbing that little patch of hair. Ugh. Oh, Where does yeah. get that lock of hair from? That's not a small lock of hair. No, it's a large lock. Do you think he went to the dean for that? I think he was probably at the dean's house, and the dean is just such a little poon that he probably could have caught Dr. Hill in her room, like sniffing her brush or something, and then just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that happening, never mentioning it or telling anybody. Just like, well, I guess what I got to do for the grant machine. It's like, grant machine, grant, grant factory, grant money, factory. Think bigger. Money, yeah. money, who cares about my daughter? Got to get that paper. <laughs> Dean, I've got some money here, and I need a lock of your daughter's hair. I will request the funds if you bring me a lock of your daughter's hair. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. Walled padded room that I plan to have sex with your daughter in. But first, I need a lock of her hair. I need it for an experiment. Yeah. That is all I can say. Yeah. And now he will come. And now Dr. Hill has his own agenda, right? He's just a headless dude uh, on a rampage. Yeah. yeah. He's got things to do. He has an army to build. Yep. He goes to the morgue. Yep. But first, he has to strengthen up. I like that scene where he takes his, him and his body go into that room and the body puts the head down in the pan and he goes and gets a bunch of blood out of the fridge and just feeds the head. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. right into the pan. And he like soaks it up like the last sip out of a large icy cup. Yeah. Did, did, at some point, didn't he inject more into his own head? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that, that something? That was when they first got Gets a little room. boost. Okay. Yeah, to just juice up a little. Mm-hmm. Okay. The juice boost. Mm-hmm. Which brings up the notion, do you constantly need some? Yes, I was thinking continuously that uh, this, the outcome of him surviving seems unlikely because of what he would have to go through to keep doing this over and over again. No, Reanimator just makes up science rules as it goes. But how does he get the reagent? It's part of its charm. Yeah, uh, it he stole it from West... Whenever he uh, he robbed the basement. He robbed the basement. Let's let's be clear. The body walking around with the head is fucking brilliant. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 The the head model. And fucking tastic. Yeah. His responses are great too. When he closes the door nonchalant. Yeah. After he gets into the room, that just him closing the door is like glorious (laughs) glorious <laughs> I also like how the regent needle full of neon colored regent um, 
in the beginning, they make a real point of sticking it into the head from the back on an upwards motion. Yeah. yeah. But later on in the movie, because, you know, the head in the blood pan is situated a specific way, you know, they just end up putting the needle down. And then later there's another scene where they just kind of look like, it looks like you can kind of stick it into the mattress. Yeah, and even at the end, it's like he has to... I mean, it may just be for the shot, that last shot, but he, like, sticks it down into the side. It just yeah. has to be, like, in the general vicinity of the spinal cord. <laughs> of <Yeah>. the head. <laughs> just mix it with the blood, and it's okay. Yeah, just <laughs> just inject it, nips up, and you're good. Anything below that, it won't even matter. I thought it'd be funny, <laughs> instead of injecting the head with the needle when it's in the pan... To you know, while he's feeding it with the blood sack, to just take the bottle of Regen and just open it up and just you know pour it in there. Just drink it. Just pour it into his Shug it. Yeah, just <laughs> just like sip on the on the green Regen. <laughs> so does juicing the head with more Regen make him give him the telepathic powers to control the zombified Dean? Quite yes. Possibly. Nathan, thank you for bringing this point up because we do get into some weird like psychic shit. But it's inconsistent though towards the end. Yeah, totally oh. three worthy. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Re- regardless of the naysayers, <laughs> there is inconsistencies towards the end. That's the one big problem I have with the movie is the final scene, but we'll cross that shitty bridge when we get to it. I've been told to step off. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's okay, because there's some <laughs> yeah. weird blurring. A lot of this is, like, all science-based, but this is Lovecraft, so we sort of branch over in the supernatural realm eventually. I think that's the whole point, is that there's a a place where the two lines cross. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is it. Once you start getting into reanimating the dead, you also start getting into, like, overcoming the human will, yeah. which is, like, a yeah. big theme in this movie. Yeah. And lobotomizing people with laser drills and forming your own overcome will par- uh, army. The laser drill, even before he became a headless body, you know, walking around with his own head in a bag, when he invented the laser drill, even if he didn't reanimate, I feel like he did something with that drill whenever he put it in somebody's head to where he still would have been able to control him. Oh, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that might have been like something he originally did and then this just happened. Yeah, that was just a thing that he was doing and now this happened. He's like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm just a headless body. I might as well get all the crew together and let's start tearing people apart. Like he already figured it out when he would give him that like Q-tip kiss. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel that's maybe a multiple viewing assertion. Because I'm I'm with you, but I I'm like oh okay I didn't I didn't pick up on that kind of reaction. Yeah, I mean it, it definitely after multiple viewings, like yeah, and then you know there's I don't want to say full fledged theories because this is a simple movie. I think that's another reason I like it so much. It doesn't you know the whole science thing doesn't have to explain itself. They just kind of hey if you don't like it you know you won't like it, but if you're into it, it just fucking works. So let's go from there. It redeems itself so much with some of these crazy scenes. Like we just have in the background here, the one where he's walking down the hallway with the fake head. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And the bag is full of his real head. (laughs) (laughs) This is where the guard has the boudoir. Right. Yeah, I think so. It says, doctor, is that you or something? And, And the head inside the bag is... (laughs) (laughs) fantastic yeah and it's disturbing that like weird fake head that's like 
paper mache head that he has in his office. That's disturbing that he wears it, but it does solve the problem that we saw in Night of the Demons 2, which is that when you have a dude in a headless corpse costume, it looks freakishly tall yeah. and out of proportion. Yeah. So this solved that whole thing, which was great. Yeah. yeah. And while headless Dr. Hill has been running around doing his own little experiments and gathering his little army together, uh, drilling through different corpses' heads, West and Dan have been talking to Meg and explaining the whole situation to her. And now they're going to go and try and stop Dr. Hill. The dad comes in and kidnaps and her. Kidnaps. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because uh, Meg was there. He knocks out Dan, and that's why uh, West had to come like wake him up and be like, what the hell happened? Yeah. But yeah, and then he uh, abducts his own daughter and takes her back to the morgue, the hospital. Yeah. Dan is the recipient of another head blow that leaves blood on the back of the wall. Yeah, and he's still kicking like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. West West looks at it and says, "That's yeah, all right. <laughs> you don't need any reagent. Yeah, well, for West, apparently death can be cured, so I think a concussion is nothing to him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then comes one of the more disturbing parts. Yes. And that's where dad starts ripping off daughter's clothes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which leads to the American Beauty reference. The head head. Yeah. <laughs> the head. Cunnilingus head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Decapolingus. Oh we god. Even, uh. We weren't even thinking about the American Beauty quote verbatim like i had forgotten what it actually said in in the quote and andrew and i made a joke during this scene where we're like joking about the possibility of that happening and then it happened and then it happened (laughs) yeah it definitely happened rare moment where your your brain goes oh my god that'd be so (laughs) okay let's be honest that is a negative three moment Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is known for. That is the lipstick and the nipple. Yep. That is the yeah. CBH. Corrosive yeah. boob hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this decapolingus is the CBH, yep. is the nipstick. Yeah. Just, just to clue you in, Chelsea, mm. in Night of the Demons 2, there's a scene where boobs become hands and kill someone and it beca- their the hands They're are corrosive. corrosive so we called them cbh corrosive boob hands <laughs> there you go okay. if there's one nugget to come out of fucking night of the demons 2 it's cbh yes yeah. and in this movie even though all of us love it uh, for someone who didn't love it they would walk out of this movie just remembering this one part yeah, oh, yeah. for sure because it's still a little funny even though it is, let's be honest, disturbing as hell. A little yeah. funny. I was laughing a lot. Yeah. Let's <laughs> try to picture my mom watching things when I'm trying to picture somebody being <laughs> totally disturbed by something. Yeah. Yep. I picture my mom watching this and just, yeah, like her brain shutting down, like not being able to com- comprehend what's happening and... <gasps> Maybe change, changing our relationship to each other. <laughs> I, I told my mom that uh, Marissa and I were doing the podcast, and she uh, texted me a few days ago and was like, hey, where can I find the podcast? And I was like, you know what, Mom? You probably don't want to listen to it. <laughs> there's, there's one thing. You don't want to know what kind of movies I'm watching. You don't want to hear me talk about it. And you don't even want to hear about that there are movies like that out there. So, <laughs> And she's like, okay, well, thanks for your honesty. I was like, yeah, just don't. Same same conversation with my parents. Yeah. Yeah, I do <laughs> podcasting. What's that? 
Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Fine. It's a I, thing. I do it with Daniel. We have a lot of fun. You you don't want to no. You're not interested. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, nothing about it would interest my parents at all. Like and they could they could listen to Trailer Park podcast, but it would lead them to 100 lunatics. And that's where they don't want to go. That's where the danger lies. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, we're not that clean on either. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. yeah, just tell them to listen to the Martyrs podcast. It'll be fine. They'll mm-hmm. get the full experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is the we're here to rescue moment, right? Yes. Here's where Wes shows up with Dan. Shit talking. Yeah. Laying it on thick. He's blazing. Stops the Decapolingus in action. And he thinks he's got a fancy plan, but really, Dr. Hill's got a much better plan. True, but you have to commend Wes for just showing up. I yes, he is so full of himself. Everybody is completely right in saying that, but that's what makes his shining moments that bright. Is because you know he's so full of himself, and it doesn't matter if he's proved wrong. He's gonna find another reason to shit talk him. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. got to get it in, especially since he had it out for his whole old mentor. Very uh, Obi Wan Qui Gon situation. It brings up the question of the telepathic control and how precise it is. This scene, yeah, this this scene makes you think that they are completely and totally under his control. And that that's this is where we come to the one part that bothers me. If this was a two, it would be because of this reason, but because I love the rest so much, it's not. But when her dad snaps out of it, kind of gets that uh, I guess you know patronly instinct to save his daughter from these all this crazy shit that's happening. And he starts squeezing Dr. Hill's head, and it starts affecting all of the rest of the reanimated corpses. But not his. To, no, no, no. To an extent. it's That stops them from doing certain things, and they're like, okay, well, obviously it's a direct connection. He squeezes and pops the dude's head, and it's like it doesn't even matter anymore. The corpses, are they, like, free from his spell? Yeah, they sort of spaz out after that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they were doing just a as much action and they were still focused on the same things but I wasn't sure if that was like broken from the spell or it was just an inconsistency it's like oh yeah he controls them and when he dies we just need the bodies to keep going fuck it why not yeah and while they're fighting all these uh, this reanimated army and all this chaos is going on and Dr. Hills it, it is the because just like you're saying where he squeezes the head and suddenly they're free of will or they're not free of will it also brings into question when Meg's dad is like easily persuaded to go and kidnap his daughter, lay her on a table, uh, do you, take her clothes off, strap her down for some like weird decapitated head rape, but as soon as the the other reanimated corpses start attacking her, suddenly he remembers his love. Did he purposefully not do her left or her right hand uh, <gasps> strap? Good. Was that just like maybe just a little residual? Like I don't want this to happen. I'm about to go back into this uh, and just didn't do it. Good point. He does leave one unwrapped, and that's how she manages to like sort of get away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like he had a split second of clarity, just for a second, but then went back to just droning out in the corner. Mm-hmm. This is this is classic end of Return of the Jedi right here. Elaborate, please. Father, please! (laughs) Right? And the father, like, you know, Darth Vader, turns on the Emperor. Same thing. Fucking throws him right off of that. Do it. Do it. 
please like that's, that's what she's doing she's like help me help me and he he turns on on uh, on hill yeah same yeah. the same way like classic classic comparison yeah yeah i i agree yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah totally yeah and That was perfect. We're watching it, and that is the exact same part that was on the screen when you played it. That was beautiful. His, his first words back to life. Yeah, are you bastard? Mm-hmm. So here's the part, and the, these type of movies tend to have a part like this, where suddenly some like super mutant comes out of the mix. Because as soon as the doctor's head is squished, the decapitated body is still running around. Just lose, it goes ape shit. Yeah. Like quadruple the amount of reagents. Yeah, yeah, he way overdosed him. Right, he's yeah. still a scientist. Even in this moment, he's got to experiment. What happens if I overdose them? Even their organs come to life. Exactly. Why, why did the end of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, just come into my head? Because this is the this is the same ooze that made the Ninja Turtles. Because let's be honest, we all want to bump Vanilla Ice right now. No, mm-hmm. because Super Super Shredder, right at the end. Yeah, he, he gets mutated into Super Shredder. I I that last scene, yeah, it's ridiculous. Out of nowhere, it's this superhuman reagent upped body. But I mean, this being my second favorite, I felt that scene was a lot like The Thing, which is my first favorite horror movie, and that made me love it a little bit more. Just at the end, that whole, let's all out, the craziest shit's gonna happen, beautiful animatronics, very Carpenter, very Cronenberg, and that makes me love it that much more. And oh, very yeah. dead alive. Yeah, for sure. This, you like, was- superhuman intestine shooting out, the rib cage exploding, and just, like, flopping arms and blood spewing everywhere. It's so great and over the top. And also knocks over that chemical that starts spreading through the whole hospital. Mm-hmm. West keeps true to character here, because when he's dying, he says, Wait! My material! <laughs> my notes! <laughs> and he throws the notes. Yep. And they go to pick him up. He's wants progress. That's the yeah. only legacy he has left, too. He can't die with the situation because it's just going to get covered up. Progress. Yeah, and I think that just goes, not so much him being a sociopath, but he is just a man of science till the bitter end. Like, he's dying from some crazy shit that nobody could have ever imagined, but he's like, nope, this has to go on. Yeah, he's getting anaconded by an intestine. Yeah. And we don't really know what happens to him. Like, Do you think he kind of sees himself as a martyr just like his mentor? He could be. Does he manage in that? Because the whole room fills up with smoke. We don't really see what happens to uh, West. Is he injecting himself with something in anticipation of dying? Is he trying to get away? Does he survive? Does he not survive? We don't know. Let's get on that uh, that sequel and remake spin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I... Am I have not seen the second or third one. You said you haven't either. I have not seen them either. No. And I know Marissa hasn't. I want to watch the next two so bad. Mm-hmm. We are talking about Bride of Reanimator. And Beyond yes. Reanimator. Yep. Beyond Reanimator. Yes. I remember Beyond Reanimator came out not that long ago, that's, right? Like maybe correct. within the last decade. 2003 two or three. Yeah. Bride of Reanimator came out 89, so 4 years after this one. Yeah, and almost. And Beyond came out 2003. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, um, was 14 years later? Something like that? Yeah, but they're not rated that different from each other, so it doesn't take a big dip if that's what you're worried about. It's not, oh. it's not 37 years Wicker Man, right? Oh, God, no. <laughs> so the other two are actually rated like they're considered pretty well-done movies? Yeah, they're not rated as high as this original one is, but they're not in like the four level where we have our leprechauns. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's exciting. Is because Combs stays through it to the end. Yeah, no, yeah. and I that's why so bad. I want to watch the other ones because I can't well, get enough of his character. When you go to four, you have to go to space. So you know, <laughs> that you or hell, to space, then space or hell, one of the two. And that brings us to the end. We don't get to find out what happens to West, but we get to find out what happens to Dan and Meg. Yep. After yeah. his bullshit attempt to say what really killed her, which was the burn victim in the elevator. Or it, it was his pussyism. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was him yeah. being a total just little That's punk That's definitely bitch. what killed her. Yeah. He let her die. We're standing so close to the elevator doors. Yes. Okay, how about this? Chelsea and Marissa, You would you rather somebody stay there and fight this reanimated burn victim off you or run and get the axe down the hall? Stay there and fight them? Right, at least try. I would hope that. I'd rather live. Try and tackle them to the ground or do something? Reanimated? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the sequel, Mm. so... Well, yeah. There's room. How do you feel about getting cunnilingus from a decapitated head? No. If it knows what it's doing, (laughs) am I right? Oh, God. No. No, The situation doesn't make it look like it's going to be a a pleasant experience. No, and I'm I'm glad it gets cut off quite quickly. I'm not going to lie. What if it was your boyfriend and you were happy together? And The the headless boyfriend. That's uh I do like when he's about to go down on her. He's like she's struggling and he's like, "Yes, the compassion, more compassion." <laughs> yeah, he was loving that. <laughs> and then uh oh, we did over we glossed over one awesome special effects part and that was the second wall splat whenever uh mm. Dean okay. uh whatever throws his discarded head out the into the oh, hallway yes. splats on the wall there's uh some steam that comes out of it there's like four decent chunks stuck on there and then it just plops to the ground and the security guard is there to see it and runs away yeah. beautiful i loved it i loved it and that's, that's it we have a classic horror movie twist his girlfriend is dead what do we do now the right thing to do is to let her stay dead we've seen a dozen different times what goes wrong when you keep injecting the shit into people this reagent and once everyone leaves the room, he goes ahead and just injects her with it. Yeah. The my, the most simplest, smallest scene in the whole movie, and it's probably my favorite. Just that blackout scene. You see the reagent in the syringe. It goes down. She screams after it's already gone black. Boom. Done. We're out of here. That's it. It's over. Yeah. It, I, I think that's all that needs to be said. And it's the perfect length. What was it like uh, hour 33? Something like that? Oh, no, it's actually a long one. This one is an hour 44. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, it honestly doesn't feel that long. No, it's paced pretty well. Yeah. yeah. You get a little bit of buildup, you get some tension, and then you get a whole bunch of goop fest, wonderfulness, and decapolingus. Yep. Fantastic. So did anyone's idea actually change on ratings here? Did you guys come to the realization that this belongs on the negative side of the scale, or are we still... Mm. Talking about positive numbers with this movie for some reason. Marissa, do you want to answer that? It's a negative. It's Uh, a positive thing that it's a negative. uh, I'll let Marissa answer that first. It's still a three. 
A three. Yeah. I I will say yes. For me, it's still a three, but I completely have a, agree with you. Yeah, I have a com- a better understanding of why anybody would grade this other than like all of your guys' points are very well made, and I I respect that. I can see why it's like that, and I know it's just a personal thing. Okay, Chelsea, did you jump up from a negative one? I'm gonna go up to negative two. Woo! Mm. Yeah, good job, guys. Um, <laughs> I feel like you a, persuaded a, me. It feels like there's a twirling finger in the air. Like, <laughs> like yeah, great job, everybody. Woo! And this movie is a specific type of movie, and it executes what it's trying to do better than most. And I think it deserves to be a pioneer of some kind. So negative two, but that's okay. as high as I'm going. Okay, I I won't ask for more. <laughs> and Nathan. Minus two. Strong. Sticking with the two. Sticking with minus two. Although I do feel it is a stronger minus two than Night of the Demons 2. I feel like Night of the Demons 2 is maybe needs to be downgraded to a minus one now. Ooh. Oh. Okay. I've been handing out ratings like candy. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting cavities. Threes are supposed to be special. On both ends of the scale, they're supposed to be special. And handing out these minus twos and these twos like they mean nothing I, I've I've learned something about myself tonight, and that's that Night of the Demons two was a strong minus one. It was not a minus two. And this is where my problem is when I say strong things and you make fun of me with numbers. <laughs> I don't make fun of you for that. I make fun of you What's because the strong I strong t- minus two bullshit. No, because I need to make fun of you. It's, yeah, it's I a know. compulsion. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. What are you thinking, Daniel? You were kind of on the fence when we first started. Yes, I've had a long time to think about this, and this scale was made to handle situations like this. And I and I think there's a couple of factors that come in here that made me that have made me flop back over. And I'm going to explain myself why. One, I like the idea of changing the masterpiece of shit to a different title. Mm-hmm. And I do also maybe agree with downgrading Night of the Demons two to negative one, where it's a guilty pleasure as opposed to dumb fun. Because this is, I think, a negative two. This is in that horror genre realm of taking a low budget and a quirky, dark, humorous tone and a bunch of goop and making it into something that everybody loves. And that seems like what a negative two should be. So I think that's where I'm going to land. Okay. I am going to pipe in here because I haven't. And I am going to say that I can think of one other movie that would be a negative three and I think this one should join it so I'm gonna stay at negative three it's it's about what it does and I I strongly think that this is executes on many levels and if there is to be a, a negative three and it's very rare this is one of two movies that does that all right enough of this monkey fuck <laughs> that's right I think everyone said their piece uh, we have the people on three and negative three uh, holding hands with each other and understanding their differences. And uh, I think it's time to move on. To go ahead, find out what we're going to spin for next time. It's sequel spin, right? It is the sequel or remake spin. That is correct. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, 
a healthy crank. Tonight's category is sequels and remakes. You will be watching the remake of The Wicker Man. Uh, yeah. That's right. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> we were just we, talking um, about that. Yep. No. Oh, yeah. I'm so worried. No. <laughs> the bees. Ah. Not the bees. Oh, this I had I had to bite my tongue because Caruso actually guessed this earlier just randomly. He was just trying to go through his head and pick the one that he hoped it would be and that is the one that it is. I I thought the original Wicker Man episode you guys kind of had the most fun with and if you guys can have fun with that one God, man, the remake is going to be a didn't have a lot of fun on the Wicker Man episode. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite episodes to listen to. Yeah, for sure. You're all liars. Despicable <laughs> <laughs> little liars. And you are the biggest liar of all. Oh my god. Liar of all. Gruba. Oh, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that episode. Whether mm-hmm. we're on it or not, I just want to hear that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there was a lot to choose from. The sequels or remakes list continues to grow with oh, each yeah. original property that we do. Because why? Because horror can't stay at just one movie. <laughs> no. Nope. It wouldn't be horror if it was. It would be yeah. decent. Yeah. Is there any great horror movies that just didn't have a sequel or a remake? The Thing. The Thing. Yeah. Yep. Thing was oh, no, 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 no. They had a prequel. No. Really? Yeah. Remember The Thing 2011? It's a prequel. It has to do with what the Norwegians were experiencing. Oh, all I just... The, all the way up until the moment when the dog escapes to begin the next movie. Oh, wow. I just thought it was I a shitty remake. Nope. Prequel. Oh, okay. Sweet. I guess. So there is nothing. Nothing <laughs> yeah, is sacred. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. We were one tick of the wheel away from doing Exorcist 2 tonight. Oh, Yay. man. What was on the other end of it? Ooh, there's a lot on there. Okay. There is it's, a lot on there. Now... Is oh. automatically was, Reanimator 2 on there? Yeah, Bride of Reanimator is on there. Awesome. And I was crossing my fingers for either Night of the Demons 3 or Leprechaun 3. Leprechaun 3. 3. <laughs> You're sick, sir. You're <laughs> sick. It is possible to watch a new element and then to have it land on the sequel of that same element in the same episode? It is. Wow. That is a possibility. That's, okay. That is so a That would have been cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah. We just went straight I, I into Bride. that actually yeah. if it just landed on Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. And Andrew would have been, oh, good. Another minus three. <laughs> oh, alive in my minus three land. To open my minus three bag oh. and to sprinkle them around. <laughs> <laughs> Dance about in rainbows and unicorns. It wouldn't be joining Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> well, leprechaun's a, a different beast. That's, that's closer to minus one zero territory. That's yes, Andrew's I, favorite I, is Leprechaun. I feel like Leprechaun would be... There's at least got to be one in there that's a zero. <laughs> Just yeah, straight the one up. one that Daniel watched most recently. Was that the newest one? Yes, the Origins. That's Just utter <laughs> shit. Origins yeah. is definitely a zero, I think. It and is on the 100 Lunatic site listed as a zero. It's the example, <laughs> the example. that I use. Oh, okay, cool. Just completely unnecessary. Yep. Shouldn't also, have been done. 
so Leprechaun Back to the Hood is is the minus three. Mm. <laughs> With, those ones are tough. If we ever get there, it's that's like a rounded up negative one. Oof, that's, uh, it's like a negative zero. <laughs> a lot of Leprechaun to get through. Before we... <laughs> oh God! Well, well, that will do it for Reanimator. Everyone had a great time, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, 100lunatics.com that's where you can go listen to the show you can see everything that we offer including Trailer Park Podcast you can catch up on True Detective our True Detective podcast Uh, it's been a long time there are still some shush available some commentary tracks if you'd like hopefully we can get back to doing one of those someday Nathan Andrew right 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 and uh, in the meantime at 100lunatics for me at I hate horror for Nathan at the intern TPP for Andrew at MJ 44 for Marissa and at Christian baby. Yeah. For Caruso. Yep. Yep. That's where I'm at. Good night, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it until the wicker band remake. Oh, it's okay, Andrew. Wilter forgot about Chelsea, so Daniel might as well too. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea. No, it's fine. No, you've 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 uh, exposed yourself. Chelsea has no social feelings. media attachments. I don't get it. I know. I'm just trying to be an asshole. <laughs> don't worry. We'll reanimate uh, Chelsea's love for you in the future. Oh. Get a job in a sideshow. <laughs> Dan. 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 No. You're insane. You are insane. No. You can't stop me. I followed you here, and I'm going to follow you until you listen to Megan, me. I love it. You're my daughter, and you'll do as you're told. <sighs> stop it, Dan. God. Why did you make that noise? Birth is always painful. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't expected such nonsense from you, but I should have guessed it. We can defeat death. We can achieve every doctor's dream. You'll be famous and live lifetimes. Penis. (laughs) She's looking to get hammered tonight. Andrew? Nathan. Intern. Intern, make make, Holy shit. make her a drink. Please. It'll be good Whiskey for your diabetes is. to move around. <laughs> that fits like every fucking beat. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the song is, man. That's it right there. You can go into this one too. Saucy James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this sounds like a like gay Dillard's porno jazz, like in the furniture section.
Did you ever see that movie where the body is walking around carrying its own head and then the head goes down on that bay? <laughs> <laughs> Reanimator. <laughs>